So I want to welcome everyone to New Church Live. I am so excited to have you here. And for our studio audience, could we give Marcus a round of applause for flying around and getting it? <laughs> Let me tell you, you know, technology is your friend until exactly the second that it isn't. And then it's really not your friend. So great to have you folks here today. Whether you're joining us uh, in person or online, it is just wonderful to have you here with us today. And, and today we're starting to look at this, this idea of blessing as we get into Thanksgiving. And the title of this series is Glimmers of Goodness. And this week we're going to look at the glimmers within. Like what are, what are those little pieces of light that we carry out there into the world individually? And then next week we're going to be looking more corporately kind of out there in the world. And it's, it's, you know, gratitude is like this endlessly fun thing to preach on. I, I know as a pastor, you know, many times, you know, you're, I'm sitting with people and, and I'm sure you sit with people too and working through life and challenges and everything. And as you're standing with them in different parts of their life, there's some things that are always the right answer. There's some things that are never the right answer. There's some things that are always the right answer. What's always the right answer, some way, somewhere, somehow, in some fashion, is gratitude. I remember years ago, years ago, and I, I wanted to, I, I saw they advertised for if you went and test drove a Subaru, they were going to give you one of those free emergency car packs. For those of us who were born in the, you know, back in the day, remember those emergency car packs, you know, just in case you got stranded in the middle of nowhere? And I feel like that's gratitude. It's, it's this little emergency pack you can always grab and hold on to go, oh yeah, that's right. A little gratitude is going to go a long way. Even in incredibly hard situations, even in times of loss, it doesn't seem to matter what. The gratitude can always play some sort of beautiful role to it. And today we're going to look at gratitude, but we're going to look at it a little differently. We're going to look again at the idea that there's thanksgiving, but, but the idea that there's always two words here, thanks and giving. But there's a both and. And I was thinking about that with, with gifts and, and how, how do we convey that? Because Thanksgiving, folks, it's more than just reciting all the ways we're blessed. And nothing wrong with that. It's certainly not bad to do that. A life of gratitude is so much more, though. Every single one of you in here knows somebody who lives gratefully lives with incredible gratitude. I, I think today I'm just, just thinking, you know, this is totally my, my family. I mean, my mom lives with incredible gratitude. If you go out to dinner with my mother, she will tell you, you know, that was the best dinner I ever had in my entire life. Even if it's like salad, even if it's Brussels sprouts, she will tell you that those were the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had in my whole life. And the amazing part about it is that she believes that. She lives with such gratitude that everything literally is the best of that day. It's a story I've repeated in here many times, too. A story of, of a photographer, George Graham. And, and when George got, got uh, towards the end of his life and we were meeting and I asked him, what was the best photograph you ever took? And with a big smile, he said, Chuck, I haven't taken it yet. That's a life of gratitude. All he was thinking about was he knew he was never going to get outside to take another photograph by that point in time. And he still chose to live life as if the best photograph was just right around the corner. That's a life of gratitude. That's what we're going to be talking about today. 
And it's a little like, you know, to use a little musical engineering here, isn't it interesting, right? That Emily, amazing, our amazing singer Emily, she'll have these speakers to work with, and she'll have these speakers to work with. Isn't that interesting? The gift of a voice, which all of us have, and we're to use that voice, we're to sing with that voice. And as we offer that gift out there, we need speakers that can give us feedback on how that gift is going. And we also need to be able to project it out, where, out there into the world courageously and humbly. And that's what it really is. It's, it's this constant back and forth that is a true life of gratitude. Much better than just like, let's all make a list of the 10 things we're most thankful for. And not that, again, that list is bad. That list is beautiful. And from a Christian New Church perspective, it always then goes to the question, and what are you going to do with it? Usefulness. What are you going to do with it? So to get started on taking a look at this light, on this voice that all of us have, and how we're to project it out, how we're to feed back, we're going to start with a question. We do questions a lot here at New Church Live, and the question we're going to look at, complete the statement, you are. And, and think about talking to someone. If you were talking to someone and you were, you were trying, imagine they're on the younger side and you're trying to like tell them who they really are. Like, you are this. You know, uh, Nadia Bowles-Weber said, you are saint and sinner. Some people would say you are priceless. Some people say, would say you are hopeless. <laughs> you know, that sort of a, gets into a whole nother kind of theology there. You are, you are good, you're evil. What are you? You are what? How would you answer that? And the way we do this at New Church Live, for those of you joining us the first time, whether it's in person with our studio audience or whether it's online, any time of the week, you can shoot me an answer, by the way. You can text in that answer to me at 215-740-3662. That's 215-740-3662. So how would you answer that question? You are. And finally, folks, as we go into our first song, I am grateful to have you here today. Thank you for joining me, whether you're joining us from Florida, California, or here from Bernathan, Pennsylvania. It's wonderful to have you here, and I want to say welcome. Welcome, friends, to New Church Live. Good morning. This is an affirmation song that I wrote called, I Am Worthy. I am worthy, I am prosperous, I am in love, oh I am beautiful, I am powerful, I am gifted, I am loved.
prosperous You are enough You are beautiful You are powerful You are gifted You are loved You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Beautiful and thank you. And folks, it's, it's fun to read these answers looking at the, at the UR, and a lot of beautiful answers came in. And again, any time of the week, you can leave them, leave them for us. I am hopeful and filled with abundance. You're only as strong as your weakest link, the weakest part of yourself. If you don't support yourself in every way and aspect, you will never reach your fullest potential. I am open-hearted. I am creative and loving and a pain. You are awesome. You're an angel in training. And there's others. And you can take a look, folks, too, at, at our, you know, our social media. And we'll, we'll post them up on there as well. And, and it's this beautiful idea of that's who we are. And, and here's, here's Jesus. And Jesus talks about this answer, talks about this question. And it's a fascinating way. Now, before we put the slide up, oh, so slides up, we'll leave it up. It, the you are, it's, it's, think of the context here, folks. Like, this is part of the, the, the Sermon on the Mount. And here's Jesus, and he's talking. He's He's talking to regular people. But he's talking to regular people, and this was the historical context. These were people with little or no hope of any kind of economic advancement at that time. You were just, you were where you were. It was a subsistence level of living. It was scary. There weren't such a thing as doctors or hospitals or any of that. You're in a land that was occupied by a foreign nation, Israel at that time occupied by Rome. Justice was arbitrary at best at the whim of a Roman soldier or centurion. Existence was tenuous. And tenuous in a way, I don't know that we can fully let in. I certainly can't. And here comes this guy, Jesus, and he's saying, oh, I gotta tell you who you are. And this is what he says. You are the light. Now notice he doesn't say you are the light. You are the light. I'm gonna have you say the W word there together, studio audience. You are the light of the world. world. The whole world. <laughs> That's no small claim. Anybody who tells you, as Jonathan Edwards famously did back in the, the, the 1700s, that you are all sinners in the hands of an angry God, wrong, incorrect answer. You are the light of the world. Let that settle in. And then goes on, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. It's the same way. 
Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify. Glorify there, could, you could read celebration if that's a hard word to define in your head. And glorify your Father in heaven. Beautiful lines there. And folks, so much of that is understanding that, that, that we are on, this is key, we are on the receiving end of God's goodness. World was created. And there were only, the only dichotomy in creation was good and very good. Good and very good. And we're on the receiving end. Like that's that light. And the light we're to have, the light we're to experience is to flow through us and to flow out, out there into the world as best we can. Now, as that light comes in, of course we can do things to dim the light or change the light or do this, that, or the other thing. So much of, of life really is learning just to clean the window. Because you are the light of the world. You want that light to shine brighter, clean the window. That's what repentance, regeneration, reformation is all about. It's all about cleaning the window from a Christian New Church perspective. Now, friends, as, as we do that, it's understanding that that is God's constant endeavor, is to have, those, have that, that light shine through. And, and what God's desire is, is for us to experience that light as if, as of self, as if it were our own. Just like a real gift, for those of you who have children or loved ones you take care of, you want them to have a gift, you give them a gift, and you want them to use that, to do something with it. Not just to put it in the closet or to re-gift it next Christmas. You want them actually to use, to employ that gift, to do something with it. And it's the same way with God. And one of the beautiful parts, here's a line from James, it talks about like that light is so constant. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom, and this is a beautiful line, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. The light is constant. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights of heaven. So we know that there's this constant light and we know deep in our souls, again, and it's, it's always interesting looking at the answers, folks, when you really get people to really look at it, deep down we all know we have that light. We all do. But we can get lost out here in our outer selves and the fears, anxieties, worries of the world. And that's the part of us that's not going to go to heaven. <laughs> that's the part of us that doesn't serve us terribly well. That's the part of us that, that over our lifetime dies, hopefully. Because that part is based on sort of a bad string. And here's that bad string. It starts when we're, when we're not in a good place. Where does that start from? You know, what is the very basis of evil? Well, the very basis of evil comes down to selfishness and materialism. And we might use the word narcissism. When it's really all about us, period, end of story, and all about our own self-aggrandizement, what that will do, folks, is that when we come from that, then we become very jealous of what everyone else has to offer. Then that in turn creates a level of hatred and a level of deceit as well. 
It's, it's interesting that if we're coming from that selfishness and materialism, we're coming from narcissism and self-aggrandizement, all that will create is lies out there into the world. Folks, just imagine coming back to the idea of music. I don't think we would have much fun listening to Emily sing if she just had those two speakers pointed that direction. And what if she came in here and just put earphones on, just listening to herself? That wouldn't work. It wouldn't be something that we would, we'd want to hear. It wouldn't be a gift that was shared. It, was a, it would be a gift that was possessed. And it's this idea, folks, that, that and this is, this is so important to get. And yeah, this is just, this is big. When we come from that place, when you're coming from that place, it inevitably, as I was saying, it inevitably creates falsities. It can't be true. You know, it may appear true for a minute, but it actually isn't true. I think about folks, you know, working, hearing a, a teenager just so worried about how they're received out there into the world, totally worried about their own self-image. And sometimes when we're young, I certainly did this, I imagine a lot of us did, we can take that too far where, where our self-image becomes the primary thing we're worried about. How do I look? Primary thing we're worried about. That's never the path to truth. Because it's not the path to wisdom. The path to wisdom might say on occasion, yeah, I wonder how I look. But it more and more asks, what can I do in this situation? How can I reach forward? What are my gifts? How do I bring those out there into the world? It did 10 Minutes of Calm this week. One of the things we talked about is, is that alignment. Like so much of life, right? We can start our morning and it can rapidly go into this list of all the problems for the day. Or it can come from, all right, God, I really want to pay attention to my best intentions that you're giving me. What are those best intentions today? Sit with that for a minute. And how can I live those today? That's a place, I think, where we find our, our, our truest and deepest selves. Now, one of the challenges is, folks, is, is when we, when we get that and we get into these, 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 these bad strings, so to speak, I think that's what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, look, you have a light here. Saying you have a light, it's a, it's a beautiful little light. And he's saying, last thing you want to do is to put a bushel over it. You don't want to put anything on top of that light. We don't want to cover it up. Now, there's lots of ways we can cover that up. We can cover it up, I, I think, when, we, when it becomes, no, it's all about me, it's all about my gifts. When we become possessive of the gifts, that will cover it up. It also will come and cover it up, folks, if, if we engage in self-loathing. Sometimes I think we can get mistaken to believing, oh, that's the path to God if we really learn to loathe ourselves. <laughs> Let me tell you, somebody who's big into self-loathing is no fun to have over for dinner. Because what happens with that light is this. Yeah, fancy magic trick, right? <laughs> the light goes out. The light goes out. 
And of course, God it doesn't go out in a sense that God is always giving us the opportunity to relate these things. But that's why, folks, and this is, this is a, a little bit of a, just imagine this. Let's, let's imagine some things together. That's where I, I think, folks, you know, right-sizing ourselves in relation to our gifts is so important. And that means this word humility has to be part of that giftedness. You've heard it said, probably some of you haven't, probably 90% of you have, but it's really true. You know, humility isn't where we think less of ourselves, it's when we think less about ourselves. In other words, our, our mental capacity isn't all churning, churning about me, me, me. But that doesn't mean we don't, we don't see ourselves as gifted. This, this humility one is really fascinating. Because it's not a word a lot of people look at with, with finding glimmers and, and seeing what the blessing is and how do we find that blessing and how do we live out into it. It's this humility that's a servant's heart. It's a humility where we're willing to let God in and don't forget, loving God, loving your neighbor, they're, they're, they're the same. And it's willing to let God in. And at the same time as we let God in, it's willing to let other people in as well because we're right-sized. Humility, folks, it's, it's, there's, there's an empowered form of humility, I think, that God calls us to. So whereas Emmanuel Swedenborg said, he said, you know, our, we can grab these gifts. We can take these gifts from God. We can employ them in all kinds of wonderful, marvelous ways. And all God asks is that we remember their God-given gifts because when we remember their God-given gifts, it right-sizes us and it allows there to be space in our life for other people and for other ideas and for other thoughts. It allows us really to live this life, this life very deeply, a life of faith. It's not a life made up of a bunch of ideologies. It's a life really made of deep, rich faith. And that life is small, but friends, boy, does it burn bright. Boy, does that light shine. And we see, we see a different string taking place, a different way that things start to work. Again, God and others, you know, love of God, what's the very basis of, of goodness? Well, it's loving God and the person right in front of you. Real simple answer. That then means that we're going to be curious. That then means we're going to be compassionate. I heard this from somebody who does a great job with young adults. And I thought, oh, that's really preachable. And that's really good for all of us to remember. He was talking to someone about, well, how do you connect with other people? And he said, oh, it's, it's twofold. And, and you see it right there in the middle. First, be curious. That's the level of the head. Like, be curious. Don't come in to conversations spoiling for a fight or looking to be right. Look to be curious. Come in at this level. And then come in as well from the heart level. So, so we're trying to connect kind of on two levels. Here's my curiosity and here's my compassion. Where I'm able to empathize with the person right there in the moment. That's what we're asked to do. You know, to be those two things. And that's, that's a very different kind of, of uh, chain that starts to be unleashed because we're coming from love. When we come from love, of course we're curious about other people. Of course we're compassionate. 
And it goes without saying, folks, that, that then we were able to have that same sort of spirit back to ourselves. A spirit of curiosity, a spirit of compassion. And that is what yields truth. Isn't that interesting? That's what yields truth. Truth then is the form of love. It's the form that love takes. But it's grown out of all this thing. It's grown out of this empathy and curiosity. And, and it's grown out of this love of God and, and love of other people. And, and you have this beautiful idea of revelation and this beautiful idea of revelation. Yeah, of course, it's the written word. And it's also so much more. It's, 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 you know, it's where, where our experience of life becomes revelatory as well. The word of God and the world of God. And those two, that's what starts to inform us. That's where we start to understand truth. And folks, again, it's, it's you know, where I, where I struggle is it's, it's, it's hard to get the right language that connects that directly with gratitude. It's just something I think we all know that is how it works. I think when we are in that place, we get to experience gratitude. Maybe even this, maybe even we get to become gratitude. Just grateful for that we have life. Grateful that we're here. Grateful that we're together. Grateful we can love. Grateful that we are loved. See, that's living the grateful life. And folks, again, there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of empowerment that, that comes out from that. And it's not, it's an important part to start to go into here. It's a light, folks, that when we can have that kind of gratitude, and this was somebody on Sermon Writing Team said this, and I thought it was beautiful. It's we start to experience that light, to see that light that's moving through us. And then we begin to lift it up. Now here, here is the miracle part, folks. We begin to lift that light up. And that light begins to work in so many unique ways in our lives. We begin to lift that light up. And we not only get to experience the light, we get to experience the warmth. The warmth that that can be. And how it can change, help, to help other people to change their life. And we can start to feel differently, we can start to see differently. But it's a wisdom, it's a wisdom with all kinds of warmth in it. It's not cold wisdom or cold truth. It's warmth. So as Ellie comes out for this beautiful second song, just think about how that looks for you to shine that way. And take note that part of our job is to shine that way. And part of our job is to help others do the exact same thing.
can see it in your eyes, but I know in my heart is true. That I love it has faded like the summer run through. And we'll walk down the shoreline one last time together. Feel the wind blow our wandering hearts like a feather. But who knows what's waiting in the wings of time? Dry your eyes, we're gonna go where we can shine. Don't be hiding in sorrow or clinging to the past. No matter how cold, with your beauty so precious and the season so fast. No matter how cold the horizon appears, or how far the first night when I held you near. We're gonna rise from these ashes like a bird of flame. Take my hand, we're gonna go where we can shine. For all that we struggle, for all we pretend. You know, you know, you know, it don't come down to nothing except love in the end. And ours is a road that is strewn with goodbyes. And as it unfolds, as it all unwinds. Remember your soul is the one thing you can't compromise. Step out of the shadow, we're gonna go where we can shine. Oh, we're gonna go where we can shine. I said we're gonna go of midnight, moon, foam, and silver. Hey everyone, it's Angela. I just wanted to let you know about a community service opportunity that's happening right now. We are hosting a food collection for Thanksgiving and we hope you'll all get involved. There are three ways to get involved. If you live local to the Philadelphia area, you can bring any non-perishable food items to New Church Live on Sunday, or you can donate through our Amazon wish list, which can be found on the events tab of our website. 
or you can donate wherever you live. You can find a food collection that's happening near you, donate any food items there. We'd love if you take a picture and send it to us, tag us on social media, and we'd love to share that generosity happening all around the country. Um, so we hope you'll get involved. And if you want any more information, it can be found on the events tab of our website. Uh, we also hope that you will consider making a donation to New Church Live. We rely on the generosity of this congregation to fuel everything we do here. So if you want to make a donation, you can do that on the donate tab on our website. You can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977. Or you can use the QR code on the, on the page right now. So we hope you'll get involved. We hope you'll make a donation. And we just thank you all for your generosity. So thanks, everyone. So I love, I love that line in that song, go where we can shine. You know, it's always nice to close on the idea of imagine a world in, or a world where this happens. Imagine a world where people really were going and they really believe that, yeah, we're gonna go where we can shine. Where we can shine. Where we can shine. There's so much beauty in that because, of course, there, there are shadows out there in the world. And, and shadow, all a shadow is, is an absence of light. I mean, that's just, that's a truism from all time. Shadow is an absence of light. And we can go to those places where we can shine and we can find these glimmers of goodness. These glimmers of goodness in ourselves and those we love and other people, we can draw attention to it and create this, this uh, uh, not a movement like a big societal movement per se, though that would be nice, but, but a movement within the worlds that we touch. We're really clear that, that we're going to move towards places where we can shine. And we're going to bring other people along. It's plural. We're, we're doing this together. That's not a Pollyannish way of, of seeing the world. It doesn't mean that we discount the hard parts of life that are the hard parts, that will always be the hard parts. But it's where we're just remembering to shine, to let that light go through. I think that, folks, again, it's, it's to repeat the slide, you know, it's that, that shift from thanksgiving to thanks. Giving. Where gratitude not only comes this way in terms of the gifts we receive, but then it moves outward into the gifts we give, both understanding the blessing and then doing the best we humbly can to be the blessing out there into the world. Because I think, folks, what's really fascinating about this whole idea, right? This whole idea of let your light shine was how Jesus held it. And this is something, it's like, this is, this is, I think, this is sort of a 101 level, but it's so important, and we all need reminded of those 101 things. Level 101, just basics, the basics of living a spiritual life. Because it's easy to think, yep, our job is just to let our light shine, but, but again, why is that? Well, here's the Bible passage on that. Why do we let our light shine? Well, when, when we do... It means that we or they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. It gives light to everyone in the house. It's something that is serving a purpose. It's something, folks, that, that's creating this. Again, remember, you are the light. You are the light, and it's of the world. 
And when we can really understand this and we can really see it, we can figure out ways to, to just move forward with that. And as we get into Thanksgiving, I mean, one of the best things I think we can do is, is to see those glimmers of goodness in other people as best we can. I mean, there's somebody who you'll be in contact with, I guarantee it, over Thanksgiving, who you best gift you can offer them is to really see them. And as the song said, step into that beautiful place. Hey, let's go where we can shine. To draw attention to it, to celebrate that light, and to celebrate the ways it can go out there into the world. That's a beautiful place to be. And the practice to close, the last word with how do we practice this, we celebrate it. We celebrate the God-given gifts in a humble way. We celebrate the God-given gifts that we have, that we get to use them out there into the world. And one of the best ways to celebrate that is to celebrate them in other people. The gift of seeing. The light held up. Not only that gives warmth, but to helps others to see in dark times. I mean, I think you could take that and just run with that for a week and really, really make it a good week. Really make it a week of, of richness and beauty and meaning. Because as somebody said, this was a text I just got in. Somebody said, you are your choices. Sometimes the choice will be the lesser of two evils. Sometimes you have no control over your circumstances. You can only choose how re you react. Sometimes you have a choice to be life-changing for someone, and sometimes you can't see how your choices make any difference at all. But there will always be a choice. So think about what you want your choice to make you be. Great last words, folks. So let's have a week where we choose to let our light shine, and in so doing, help others shine as well. Amen. And what we're going to do now, folks, is we're going to close our service. We're going to close our service with a, with a prayer, with a, with a little blessing, with a little meditative moment, and then we're going to go into our last song. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, such a beautiful reminder to let our light shine, that we are the light of the world, and the light is yours. Our job, as best we can, is to clean the glass so that that light can truly shine, can shine beautifully the unique gifts that you've given to each of us and the unique gifts, Lord, that we can notice in others, finding those glimmers of goodness again and again and again. Help us, Lord, in this time that can feel dark to remember that about light, to remember that about you, to remember that about love, and to remember that about gratitude, that in many ways it's our way home. In your name today we pray, hear our prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. 
bring you peace, and bring you home. Amen. Some days I feel like it's all overblown And then I look at you and I don't feel so alone And I said, hey, let your little light shine Let your little light shine for the world to see Hey, let your little light shine Let your little light shine for the world to see out the race and all that cold wind blows right in my face some days I feel like I'm against the wall but then I look at you standing strong and tall against it all and I said hey let your little light shine let your little light shine for the world to see For the world to see Now I'm gonna keep on looking for the stars In the sky I'm gonna keep on looking for the stars I'm gonna keep on looking for the stars In the sky I'm gonna keep on looking for the stars Hey let your little light shine, let your little light shine for the world to see. Hey, let your little light shine, let your little light shine for the world to see. I said, hey, let your little light shine, let your little light shine for the world to see. Let your little light shine for the world to see. Maybe one more time with everybody. Hey, let your little light shine. Let me hear you. Let your little light shine for the world to see. Even if you're at home, you can sing. Hey, let your little light shine. Let your little light shine for the world to see. Thank you. Have a good week.